You're listening to the All In Podcast with your hosts, Shane and Blake, giving you a new perspective on the dental industry. Are you ready to go all in? Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. And welcome to the All In Podcast. Podcast brings you a new and a different and amazing perspective on so many different things in every once in a while dentistry. I'm your host Shane McElroy and thank you all so much for joining me today. I appreciate your time. I really, really do. And today's topic, it's just going to be me folks, but we're going to be discussing getting comfortable in uncomfortable situations, right? And, and I've been told a few times that I put I'm a pretty uncomfortable person to be around, uh, so start getting comfortable with it. But we're going to talk a little bit today about uh, whether you're wanting to be a leader or manager, you, you own a practice and you have employees, you're an office manager, you're, you're a team lead, you are uh, you know, a director, an executive, whatever it may be, this all pertains to you. Um, and so I'll try to keep this as a shorter episode today, but I think it's really important. And um, we'll just kind of dive right into it. So I've been mentoring somebody who was in a very clinical type role, um, but has lots of experience, uh, some experience in management uh, long ago, uh, has been you know an entrepreneur as well, um, but came into this position, was just promoted or, or hired into this position and over somebody who will now report to them and the person who now reports to them had a longer tenure of experience in this type of uh, a role and uh, thought that they deserved it. And now this person is being ultra aggressive towards the person I'm mentoring, right? And the person I'm mentoring, by the way, let's just give him a name. Let's call him, uh, let's call them Sue. All right. I'm mentoring Sue. And Sue is the right person for this job, by the way. Um, let's say it's Steve is the the person who thought they should have this role. And now they're taking their frustrations and anger out on Sue. And what's even worse is, uh, what did I name that person? Steve? Steve. We'll call him Steve anyways. Uh, and Sue were actually, they got a, had a good relationship. But now there's this jealousy. There's this, well, I've been here longer. I deserve this. Blah, 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 blah. Right? I'm going to take it out on Sue because now I report to Sue and I don't respect Sue. I'm better than Sue because I've been it longer. Let me address one thing here. Um, if you've been in a role for like 20 years and you've been, let's say five of those years, you were pretty successful and uh, 10 of those years, you were average at best. And then five of those years were hot garbage. So you have five years of like doing pretty good. And there's a person with like, say eight years of experience and five years of the eight years they've been doing, they blew it out. They were amazing in that role. The first year or two, they weren't that great. The third year, they were above average, right? I would actually say the person who was able to accomplish the same amount in a shorter period of time is a much more uh, talented and valuable person. Successful experience to me is more important than length of experience. And I think a lot of people feel that way. Um, unless you're the person who's been there a long time and you think just because you've been somewhere a long time, even if you haven't done that well, you are owed something. And that's just not the case, right? They would be making a mistake, right? So I can tell you with with 100% uh, um, confidence that Sue 
was the right person to be hired in that role. They're going to crush at this. But now they have an issue. Um, Steve is now being insubordinate. Steve is what I call a bulldog. And Steve was always a bulldog, right? Where they're going to kind of bully or push the door open and be aggressive. But now you add this jealousy or this uh, chip on their shoulder to that bulldog. And now they're angry and aggressive. And how? And Sue is not an angry, aggressive person. Sue doesn't enjoy conflict. It's very uncomfortable for Sue. So I've been helping Sue with dealing with the politics of the office, right? How do you deal with this? How do you handle this type of employee? Well, let me just tell you what happened. <laughs> so the first one-on-one that Sue had with Steve, Steve was, Sue actually went in and, and tried to be supportive of Steve. Steve, what are your long-term goals? I want to set you up for success. What do you want to do long-term? right? What do you think we could do as a team, right? Where could we improve? Okay. Um, Instead of Steve being like, wow, that's cool. Um, I appreciate you having my back and all this. Well, some people would be that way, but but Steve doesn't give a shit, right? Steve is pissed off. So Steve goes, "Um, I don't know. Does it matter? Right? Uh, What was just aggressive and really insubordinate. And it bothered Sue a lot, right? Um, so he came back, felt a little defeated and, and actually said, I, I know I talk too much, by the way, if somebody's being aggressive like this with you, don't try to explain why you're better than them. Don't use a lot of words. Less words is better. If you're going, well, kind of, I should be probably kind of, could you, would you now you need to be very concise with your words, speak less and be more, very direct, right? Don't ask permission for things. Here's what's going to happen. Here's why it's going to happen. And here's when it needs to happen by shut up. You don't have to prove your worth to this person just because they don't think you deserve the position. You don't have to explain to them why you deserve the position. The people who are in power decided that that was your role to have because you were the best fit for it. You don't owe them an explanation of why you're better than them, right? In fact, that could be actually negative. Um, so don't apologize for it either. Uh, I, I gave Sue some advice. I go, Sue, the next time you interact with Steve, you need to address how this how this is happening. You need to address it empathetically, but very directly, right? Bulldogs have to have bulldogs coming back at them. They do not respect anything other than if I come at you aggressively, the only thing they respect, unfortunately, is you coming back in the same manner. And you don't have to be angry. You can be completely, uh, let's say, unemotional, but very direct. You can run them back over because they're forcing your hand. But there's actually a better, and, and usually I'm not about passive aggressiveness, but in this scenario, it kind of works. And let me tell you what Sue did off of my advice, and it did work. Um, so, so the next time Steve got with her um, and they had a one-on-one discussion, it went very differently. Uh, not at the beginning, though. Steve came back to be even more aggressive, even more condescending in their tone uh, on, on the different subjects that they talked about. And... Sue did exactly what I said. She stopped Steve. Once he got to a certain point, she goes, Steve, let me stop you right there. Are you okay, Steve? Right? Is everything okay? Is something going on? Is something wrong? Now, why would why would I tell her to do this, right? Usually I'd say you just pop, like, you, you could just say, Steve, you're being insubordinate, you're being this and that, but that's actually not going to work right away. You've actually put the ball in their court, which I wouldn't usually recommend except in this scenario. You basically allow them to say, recognize, uh, they're going to ask you, what What do you mean, right? And they may say, what do you mean, right? Take offense to the fact that you're concerned for them. Uh, well, Steve, 
Um, you're being really aggressive. You're being very condescending. You, you know, this is, it's, I didn't expect this from you, right? You're a very talented employee. You're a very good person. Um, I want to have your back. And I'm concerned about you because um, your tone is, is really inappropriate to this. So I just want to make sure everything is okay. There's nothing major going on. All right, so a number of things could happen here. Uh, what could happen was that Steve could go, yeah, actually, I'm having a really bad breakup or, or something's going on in my life. All right, cool, right? You can forgive and forget that. Like, people go through shit sometimes. And you need to be empathetic to that, right? And so you don't allow them to talk to you a certain way, but you can address and be, and be empathetic and, and let it go as long as the the tone changes going forward. And if that scenario had happened where they go, um, man, I'm sorry, I'm going through this stuff. Okay, it's cool, man. Just, just if you're going through some stuff, let me know. We just can't have this tone going on. It's not, it's not healthy. Um, but I do care. I am concerned. I, I just want to address it. I'm so sorry. I'm going to correct the way I do that. I apologize. I won't let that happen again. Right? That would be the best outcome there. Um, another option is uh, they could be confused. What? What do you mean? No, everything's fine. Right? All right. Now they've just given you permission to address what the hell's going on. Well, Steve, I got to tell you, your tone is highly inappropriate. Um, and you said X, Y, and Z. I, I would also recommend taking notes during this, uh, for yourself to be able to control the conversation backwards, right? So you can, you can have a really controlled and concise conversation, have very excellent points and not let the conversation get off the railroad tracks, right? You can keep it focused by having notes. So you could say, well, Steve, you said, uh, the tone and when you said this was really aggressive and inappropriate, um, you were condescending here. Um, you said you just wouldn't do what I asked you to do in this part. Um, am I missing anything here? Uh, well, no. Okay. Um, well, do you want to explain why you're speaking to me in this manner? Well, you know, I just, I, I just think, um, well, you know, I just, you know, uh, uh, usually that's what happens. They're frozen. Or they're going to say, well, I just, they may even come out and be brash and say, I just think I deserve the role over you. Okay. Why do you think that, Steve? Let them say whatever they want to say and then address it. Take notes again. And then you you have to basically, you're not proving it. You're just telling them, well, I'm sorry you feel that way, but here's the deal. Um, I was hired to this position because they felt I was the right person to do it. I know you've been doing it a long time, but I've had a lot of success in a shorter period of time. You kind of just put it to them right there. Um now, I want to work with you. I think you're really talented and I think you can do great things. And I think we can get you to, to the goal you want to be at, right? You want to move up the company. And I'm happy to go to bat for you and try to make that happen, assuming you, you do really well. Um, but not if, it, if this relationship continues this way. Uh, are you able to correct this? Well, I'm able to. Are you going to correct this? Yes, I am. And you're going to do that immediately, right? Yeah. All right. Well, you want to get in there. Right. And if they don't, right, you say, and if this happens again, we're going to have to have a much more serious conversation. HR may have to be involved. Okay. You basically just told them right there, you mess with me again like this, it ain't going to happen. And so as long as it's positive going forward, you forgive. You don't forget, but you, you've forgiven, right? You're still kind to them. You, you don't have to be the aggressive tone anymore. But if they bring it back, you put them back in their place. It's just the way that bulldogs need to be. That's why I call them bulldogs, because that's all they respond to is you being a bulldog back. Um, it could go another way, actually. Uh, it could go, 
Well, I, I, I'm actually offended that you even said that. And I think you're being disrespectful to me and blah, 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 blah. Okay, Steve, let me go back through this with you. You think I'm being disrespectful because you had a negative tone for me. You think I'm being disrespectful because um, I was hired over you in this position. You were being disrespectful because you know X, Y, and Z. Am I right on all those things? Yeah, well, you know, when you read the stuff back that comes out of people's mouth to them sometimes, they immediately start backtracking. I mean, and then you have them dead to rights, right? If they can't defend their position with facts or anything. Um, bottom line is you have to address this. You cannot let somebody speak to you that way. You can not ignore that, right? But you can be empathetic and direct. And that's and that's what Sue did. And what ended up happening is this person actually backs down um, and things work out. I've been in other scenarios where it didn't work out. It's either ship up, ship out or shape up, right? And I've been in both scenarios. One scenario, the person shipped out. And it was better for everybody. It was even better for them, right? It was never going to work. They just couldn't get around the fact that they were older or they had, you know, been with the company for a really long time. They just couldn't deal with it, right? It wasn't personal and I never took it as such. Uh, it was a, it was with them, with the company, but it, they took it out on me and I can handle that, right? I didn't take it personally. So I'll give you that advice too. Don't ever take these situations personally. It's not personal and don't allow it to get there for you, right? Ever, you know, uh, understand that you need to draw a line in the sand when it comes to the work sometimes. You don't take it personally right? Especially in this situation. Um, but always address it. Always, right? Now let's move on to a, a different situation. This one is in some ways more uncomfortable. Uh, hold on. Let me get back to the other situation. Really uncomfortable situation right there. Somebody's being insubordinate. You have to address it. Either they're going to get out or they're going to shape up and, and shaping up. And I've been in this situation too, where they shaped up and then they crushed from then on out. And the relationship was phenomenal going forward, right? Because I stood my ground. They respected that. I called them out on their BS, but I didn't hold it against them long-term. I forgave, right? I didn't forget, but I didn't have to bring it back up because uh, their their mentality changed after that. There's a lot of anxiety in these situations. Why? Because you haven't dealt with it before. But the more you do deal with it, the more you know how to react because you have experience and not only that, successful experience, right? Bringing it back around. Um, and the, that uncomfortable situation is a little longer uncomfortable, right? Dealing with an aggressive type employee. Now, there's another situation that's uncomfortable too in business that happens all the time um, or doesn't happen all the time. When somebody sucks at their job, especially when they're nice. Gosh, dang, it is hard to tell somebody they suck. You suck at your job, right? That is the worst, right? It feels that way. But you tell me what's worse. Uh, and, and you're never going to say in the words somebody sucks, but explain to somebody um, in an empathetic way that, that hey, you are not meeting the expectations um, that the company holds to consider you doing your job successfully right now. Um, is it worse to tell somebody that and and give them instructions and corrective action so that they can correct those and, and, and get hopefully get on the right track? Or is it worse or more uncomfortable to have to fire somebody because you were too uncomfortable to tell them, hell, they thought they were doing a great job because no feedback, I must be doing okay, right? We have fire alarms to tell us when there's a fire we're, we have alarm clocks to let us know when we're about to be late, 
right? We have trained ourselves when something's wrong, there's going to be a loud notification. But that's not the way it works with, with jobs sometimes, right? Because I, the leader or the manager or the director or whatever, was too uncomfortable to tell you that you were slipping and you didn't even know, right? Didn't give you the opportunity to fix your actions. Now I got to fire you because I didn't do that. Which one's worse? Have you ever had to fire somebody and they didn't see it coming? Oh my God, dude, that is, that'll rip your heart out. And that's your fault. If, if truly you did not give them direction, it was, you avoided telling them they weren't doing their job good, and then you fired them? Like That's like the worst, man. Um, it's worse for them. It's worse for you. When somebody gets fired, honestly, they should the reaction should be like, well, yeah, I kind of had it coming, right? If they knew what they were supposed to do and it was clear and it was concise and it was like obvious, right? Because you told them, right? You taught them, you, you gave them support, you helped them try to get them back on track and they just couldn't do it. All right. You know, you told me and I, and I didn't meet those expectations. Like I've been in both scenarios, one where they saw it coming and, and I did everything I could to support them. They just didn't have what it, it took. Um, and it was interesting enough, like this was early in my career and that, they were actually telling me, like I was so upset by having to do it, but they were like, listen, you tried your best. You, you supported me. I just, I'm not good at this. Like they were, they were helping me get over firing them, right? Because they know how much effort I put and how much I cared. Um, but they knew they just didn't hit the goal. They couldn't do it. Um, they, they didn't have the skill set. And then I had other one other time where I had to let somebody go and it sucked. And it was because I was uncomfortable in telling them, and instructing them and I wasn't good enough. That was early in my career too. And that was, you know, in some ways worse. It was way worse actually. Um, Cause they were shocked. I've got a family. What do I do? Man, that, I took that one hard, <laughs> you know, and it, and it hit me later. It's like, dude, this is, this is my fault, you know? I, and I set them up for failure because I didn't instruct them. So a book I read that was incredibly helpful to me and I recommend doing, it's called Radical Candor. The author is Kim Scott. That's radical candor. It's Kim Scott. And the entire book has really helped me in my career. It's talking, what is radical candor? It's, it's being honest and direct, but not in a mean way, right? When, when people need improvement, it means that you're being empathetic. You're telling them this because you care. Now, there's a couple of the other things that go with radical candor. I would say you need to be not reactive. Reactive means it's too late. It's already happened. You've already gone to a pretty far spot. And many times when you're reactive, it, it may be too late right? Proactive is seeing it early and addressing it early. The conversation's not as uncomfortable because the the negative impacts are probably not going to be as bad because you haven't allowed them to get worse over time. You catch it early, you address it early, it's an easier conversation, um, but it's direct and it's open and honest. And, and as much as this sounds uncomfortable telling somebody they're not doing their job properly or they're not good, um, you'd be surprised at how people take it. Most of the time, think about it, you're in that same situation. You you're not hearing any negative criticism, so you think it's good, everything's good, or you and or and all of a sudden you get fired. I had somebody call me the other day. This happened to because I know who fired them, and this person would rather fire is would rather do that than you know give guidance early on. That's just who they are, and I, I don't necessarily agree with that style, but it is what it is. But that happened to this person. Um, or would you prefer the, to get addressed early? Hey, listen, um. We're having issues, right? You're not hitting this objective that, that it must be my fault because I, I didn't make it clear enough, but you're failing here. I am? I didn't even realize. What do I need to do to get back on track? Okay, you need to do A, B, and C. Okay, and you need to do it by this time. Okay, got it. 
And now I've got the ability to correct it. Thank you for telling me because I didn't know, right? Now I can correct these actions. Um, this is a very important thing to do. Like incredibly important. And, and, and you know, you hear the, the old adage, honesty is the best policy. It's true. If you're always honest, you know, and you're not just rudely honest, you're empathetically honest with people, give them the criticism and the feedback they need. It's very important. But there's one more caveat that Kim Scott writes in her book, Radical Candor. It is you have to allow criticism to you first. And and this can be hard when you, you think you're right. It's hard sometimes when it's somebody in a lower position than you. You've got to remove your ego, number one, right? No matter what role you're in, no matter what you do, you can always get better. And just because the advice is coming from somebody who's not a higher position than you is irrelevant. You can get good advice from everybody. And you can't start off with radical candor without allowing uh, criticism and direct and honest and empathetic feedback first. And it's an easy way to do it. You get with the team. Uh, maybe you you did a call. Maybe you did uh, a meeting. Maybe you did a presentation. Uh, maybe you're with a patient, right? Hey, let me ask you, right? Now you're the doctor. You're going to the assistant. How could I have done that that uh, case presentation better? Um, well, and hold on. I'm not looking for compliments. I want real feedback. You have to say this. You have to be very clear because they, they think it may be a trap. It is not a trap. I'm opening, <laughs> opening this up. I want your feedback, right? You know, it's important to me. I want to improve and I value your opinion. So you've accomplished a lot of things here. You made the employee feel more valued and you're actually going to get some criticism, but you have to remove your ego and you have to shut up and you have to listen and you have to take notes, right? Whether it's mental notes or on paper, shut up and listen because you may want to, if they give you criticism, like, well, you could have done this better. You could have said this. And it may be the situation where you want to defend what you did or the why behind it, but shut your mouth and let them finish. And then you thank them for their advice, right? And say, anytime you think that I could do something better, um, please let it be the appropriate time, but schedule some time with me to let me know because I want that to happen. And I appreciate you. So now you've allowed them, now they have the trust that they told you the truth. It was uncomfortable for the, You put them in an uncomfortable situation, by the way, right? Which now they're going to be more comfortable with that situation going forward to criticize their boss, the person who writes their check, which doesn't get offered up very often. It should be offered up more, to be honest with you. Um, but the, the ability for them to actually give you real feedback is going to allow them to be honest with you and more transparent with you going forward. Um, now, if they start getting aggressive or personal, like you have to address it. But usually, in my experience, that's not what happens. They just think you're awesome because you, they don't see an ego. They, they You value my opinion. You trust me. You you're going to try to get better. Like, what can I do to be a better boss for you? What can I do to support you better? These are great questions. And really, if and what's really cool is I've actually taken what their advice was. That's great advice, and I'm going to implement that right away. Or if it's good advice, but I may not be able to implement it for some reason, I'm going to tell them why. Or if it's bad advice, right? I'm not going to say it's bad advice. Hey, I think I really appreciate you saying that. But let me explain to you why I can't do that, right? And, and don't be aggressive with it. Just give them the logical reason or whatever the compliance is or whatever it is that you can't do that. But don't be aggressive, be unemotional, and just be grateful that they gave you that advice. Now you've opened up the door for the rule of reciprocity, which we've talked about in other episodes, where now it's like I, you basically allowed them you, – you, they've now give you more permission to do the same with them. And they're not going to take offense to it because 
you as a leader showed them that you're willing to take criticism. Now they're willing to take it. So be proactive with this. Be willing to take criticism yourself and then be open and transparent. And and proactive meaning when you start seeing somebody slipping, catch it as early as possible and address it early, right? Hey, it may not seem like a big deal, but I know where this goes, okay? Um, and, and I don't want you to go there because I care about you. And here's what we need to do to improve, right? And here's the actions we need to take and here's when we need to take them by. So very clear, concise, direct actions. And now thank you. The employee's usually going to thank you many times as long as you do it empathetically, right? Not aggressively, not personally, empathetically. Now you've given them the opportunity to improve. Also, if they don't improve, at least it's not going to be a surprise when when you may have to give them the ax and they're not going to be mad at you for doing so. They may be mad, right? But but at least you gave them the opportunity and you don't have to feel the guilt and, and horrific feelings I felt early on in my career when I had to let somebody go and I didn't give them the opportunity to improve. Um, it's really, really important. So that's pretty much all I got today, folks. Fairly short episode for this loudmouth over here, but I appreciate you listening. I hope any of that is helpful to you, right? I really, truly do. I always want to try to provide value. Um, if you think we could do better, I would invite you to, to message me on Instagram at all underscore in underscore podcast or at implant MBA, right? I want your feedback, right? I want your criticism and I appreciate it because I want to get better for you, right? And when you suck, I'm going to let you know. I will catch you on the next All In Podcast. Thanks for listening to the All In Podcast. See you next time.